Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Gouda Murder Podcast, where we talk about sharp kills and cheesy thrills. Mm -hmm. Today, we are switching it up a bit. Um, We are missing our fabulous Kelly. We miss you. You completely know I'm me. Mostly Daniel, blame her. Um, It might have been my (laughs) fault, actually. It could have (laughs) been. But it is... um, I'm Danielle, obviously, and uh, I'm Keely. Yes, hey. and we are talking about a riveting case from the lovely Arkansas. Arkansas, I was just Arkansas, Arkansas. Sorry, we do know how to say it. Do we? Um, I don't know. Words are really hard for me sometimes. Word. But yeah, we're gonna talk about what are we talking about? Kelly, Keely, oh, oh, Kelly and Keely. It's. I'm so used to Kelly being here. It's a ghost story. <gasps> Slash murder, suicide, suicide. Ooh. Um, slash. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Oh. Sorry. All right, it's a love story. It's a ghost story. It's a suicide. It's intense. It's not intense. It's in a fancy house. Ooh. So I was gonna get you there with that. <laughs> <laughs> Too quick. Okay. Okay. So. I'm excited. Let's do this. I'm ready for your cheese break. I'm excited. For that. Don't. <laughs> All right. Okay, so this story is originated in Arkansas. And if you Google the Allen House, there's two different Allen Houses. There's one in Texas and there's one in Arkansas. I may do some research on the Texas Allen House on another time, but this one is... Arkansas is where I'm focused on today. Okay. Is it A L L E N or A L? Yes. Allen. 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 A Ron. A A Ron, you done booked up. Yeah, literally. Okay. So this is a different type of love story, and we're starting back on October first, eighteen ninety. Ooh, we taking us way back. Eighteen ninety. Yeah. Okay. Joe Lee Allen. He goes by Lee, so I had to make that very specific. And Caddy, or maybe Katie. C A. Karen. No, McKinnon. C-A-D-D-Y-E, you mean girl. Y-E. Mm-hmm. C-A-D-D-Y-E, that's mm-hmm. a cool spelling. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know, Katie, Caddy? Whatever gonna, you want to say. I don't I'm, think they're around anymore. It's I'm going fun. with Katie, and if I'm incorrect, I'm so sorry. But Katie McKinnon and Joe Lee got married on October 1st of 1890. Joe is, I'm just going to call him Joe in a second. Um, Joe's a man of many <laughs> job titles. Wore a lot of hats. A shit ton, actually. He owned a stable and rented horses, drawn in hearses, for um, funerals. He sold automobiles, horses, mules, and wagons. And he also owned a private school and the Allen Hotel. Jeez. Yes. Were they rich? He was a bougie man, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, There was, I found no real history on Katie. Katie. At all. She was a housewife. Is what ended up happening. What? Yeah. September 8th, 1891. So. They've been married almost a year now. Yeah. Because yeah. they got married. October. Now. So almost. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, they had their very first daughter, Lonnie Lee Allen. Oh, Lonnie. I like mm-hmm. that name. Yes. Very cute. cute. And three years later, in March uh, 22nd of 94, 1894, Liddell Allen is born. And this is going to be Joe's favorite child. Is it a boy? Nope. Nope, it is a daughter. Liddell? Liddell. Mm-hmm. Liddell. Uh, Lonnie and Liddell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, like I said, this is Joe's favorite daughter. In 1912, 
Joe had the opportunity to name a city not far from where their their future home will be, and he named it Liddell. So there's there's a town in Arkansas called Liddell, and it's named after after this little oh, baby. Well, good on you, I guess. So yeah, he, I'm telling you, Liddell and Joe's him. relationship tight. That is his number one. That's his baby. Fuck everyone else and everything. Just, what about Lonnie? He don't give a fuck. No, he don't. No. I, I don't know what it is, but then in November, what, November 26th of 1895, so a year later, Walter, their very first boy, is born, mm-hmm. and nine months later, he passes away uh, due oh. to some unforeseen circumstances. Okay. okay. So, they went right back into trying to have another kiddo and popped out one more, uh, the last one, and named him Louie Manker Allen. Louie Manker. Yeah, so we got... Lonnie, Liddell, and Louie. And Lonnie, Liddell, and Louie, and mm-hmm. Walter had passed. And, you know, it's probably because they didn't... Yeah, they picked a W instead of an L. Yeah, man. that's a... They, they took an L on that <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, no. There uh, was no W there. No. Oh, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Shit. We're really not this heartless. I'm sorry. We're just trying to... We miss you, Kelly. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. So you're saying if Kelly was here, we wouldn't be this sick? No, we would be. Get out of here. Oh, Kelly would no. just be making the noise in the background like, no. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Ah. <laughs> so 1906. Okay, we in the 1900s Yes, now. we're in the 1900s now. The Allens moved into their custom-built 8,000-square-foot, three-story home. Dang. This was How many square feet? 8,000. It's a, a big That's home. a big home. It is one of the biggest houses in that neighborhood, and it was one of the first to... It, the first to go up it's huge it's fancy it's they got that custom molding they got those fancy bay windows like everything you can want in a dream home is joe made it happen okay joe okay joe joe wanted to have the fanciest home in town and he accomplished that okay okay i see a little vein not humble at all how is he what is he maybe i don't know all right um I think he's just a busy man and wanted to show off his busy money. You know, he worked hard. I mean, he had like six different businesses going. I think he he just wanted to live that lifestyle, you know? Yeah. So then, what is it? Says, 16 years later, 1917, Joe Lee Allen dies, demonstrating an automobile uh, to a potential buyer. Um, what? Okay. Yeah, he was trying to he was trying to sell this vehicle or automobile of some kind, and hey, look what it does if you put it in drive and jump out of it or something. I don't. There's no real, but I don't I don't think they bought the car. Okay, I don't think so. I don't. I think they were like mm, better not. Yeah, he's, you know what? Okay, so with me personally, if. Someone went through the extent of trying to show off a vehicle so harshly to me that they died. I think my anxiety would be so bad. I would have to buy the vehicle. I would feel obligated 100%. To buy I'd be it. like, yep, that's the one. Because otherwise he's going to haunt you. He's yep. going to be like, I died for nothing. Yep. You didn't even purchase this fucking right. vehicle. You can Fuck even, like, at least buy another vehicle. On yeah. My like, no, but yeah, I don't. I'm going to be real honest. I don't think I would have left the dealership not buying a vehicle. No. I would have had to. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. 1900s, man. Different time. <sighs> different time. Well, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> so, 
fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, poor Joe, I guess. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm so Joe. sorry. And so, I'm sorry. I skipped a couple years. In November of 1914, Liddell meets Boyd and marries him. So, Joe did get to meet his daughters, his favorite daughter's husband, and gave him the okay, go ahead and get married. I'm super okay, excited so for it. Got daddy's approval. So, yes, she got daddy's approval. They got married in November of 1914, and then they moved to Texas. So this is where 1917, a couple years later, dad did die in that um, hmm. vehicle hmm. sampling. Okay. So June of 1948, Liddell. No. no. I'm sorry. I'm looking all over this page. Anyway, 10 years later after Joe died, Liddell divorces Boyd and moves back home. Oh, this is where I'm going. Okay. okay. So, so got daddy's approval. Yep. Um, there's no rhyme or reason on why they got divorced per se. She just. Just maybe just could, irreconcilable differences. Yep. Couldn't do it. Moved back home. But okay. you know. Okay. 1900s. This was like super frowned upon. So yeah. it was just kind of like. Yeah. I have nowhere else to go but go home. Mm-hmm. So she moved mm-hmm. back into her childhood home. And her mom and them are still there. Yes. Yeah. Mom okay. and in the. Uh, the family are still there, yes. I was trying Lonnie to think. Lonnie hasn't married, maybe. Lonnie did marry, but I think her spouse moved in. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, especially with that big of a, yeah, it's home. a huge home. Heck yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm almost positive that Lonnie and Louie were still living in there, but I don't have that. Okay. I, there was nothing really said on that. But okay. June Lonnie of, and Louie. Sorry, I just, I just can't get over <laughs> it. It's so, it's so cute. So, June 1st of 1948, Liddell finds out boy died. Her ex-husband. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. How'd she feel about that? From a friend of a friend. So that was in June. On Christmas Day of the same year, 1948, Liddell locked herself in her childhood bedroom and consumed mercury cyanide. <gasps> oh, mm-hmm. my God. Her mom, Katie, found her and rushed her to the hospital where she had died a week later. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So in mourning, Katie decided that she was going to seal off Liddell's room sealed it off no one can enter this room ever again and it stayed that way for 37 years oh my god this is giving me ed gein vibes when he Mm. fucking preserved the house of his mom Mm -hmm. oh my Mm -hmm. gosh okay so six years after liddell passed or died killed herself katie passes away so the home is now split into uh, apartments where the remaining family stays in until i want to say like 1985 Okay. So then, where am I going? June June 21st of 1985, Carl Linger Jr. So that is the son of Lonnie, I believe. Okay, so it's still inhabited by the family, even though I'm sure they've all passed at this point. So the son, uh, Carl Jr., (laughs) Carl Carl Jr., has dies at 65, and his widow decides that she's going to sell the Allen home immediately. She's like, I can't. Uh, she that home was built for them. But I mean, do you know how many people have died in that house now? I mean, I'm sure, but it's probably really pretty. I mean, we talked about the crown moldings. It's probably <laughs> shiplap too. <laughs> no, that's no. Shiplap, no. Shiplap is out, okay? Get out. That's some modern farmhouse bullshit. Joanna Gaines, who? Oh, stop. Okay, so 
She sells the property to Bill and Bobby Payton. Okay. Where the Liddell room is open for the first time. <gasps> oh, shit. They found evidence of an empty cyanide bottle. And they the room is, is left in pristine condition. It looks... The way that it was when Liddell was still in Probably there. Probably with alive. some dust, though, obviously. Oh, yeah. Dust, but uh, just nothing's been touched. Um, yeah, so they were like, this is crazy. So from here, I'm going to do a cheese break. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> oh, leaving us on a cliffhanger. That's fine, Keely. That's fine. Always. That's fine. That's my job. Um, if you listen to the first part, you'll know that we don't have our cheese specialist with us, with us uh, Kelly. <clears throat> we miss you. But I'm going to attempt to do some cheesy breaks here with you. Okay. Um, we're not totally prepared with an Arkansas-specific cheese, but we did some research. And if you're in the Arkansas area, um, specifically Bentonville, Arkansas, shout out, I don't know. If you would like to get some special cheese from the first independently owned, full-service, cut-to-order cheese shop in Arkansas... You're going to want to go to Sweet Freedom Cheese. Wow. Like I said, they specialize in special cheeses. Okay. And today, Keely has brought out a special cheese for us. I don't think we've ever, ever done one like this. It is an espresso lavender bean white cheddar cheese. Mm-hmm. It's a lot going on in that. Yeah. Yep. But basically, like the, what do you call this? Like the rind. The rind. So it's like. Like the rind is like. Like monster. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like coated in like espresso bean flakes. It smells great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love espresso. It's one of my main food groups. So I think I'm going to like this cheese. Keely, what do you think? Do you think you're going to like it? I do. I do. Okay. What should we try this with? We have crackers here, but I think we're just going to try it we'd by just, itself. Just try it. Okay. Smell it. Smell test. Mm. I get the coffee aroma. Yeah. It's not overpowering though. Mm-hmm. It's really subtle. I don't get any, like, lavender hints. No. And, like, lavender is a very strong... Yeah. When you said lavender was in this, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I definitely get the mm. espresso bean. Ooh. Mm-hmm. God. It's like we're not even eating cheese. Maybe. It's like that got the creaminess, obviously, from a white cheddar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... Do you want a cracker? Yeah, I would love a cracker. It's, it kind of feels like what it smells like when you pull up to a coffee shop and they open their window for you to order and you get that, like... That whiff. That... Yeah, that's, like, what mm-hmm. I'm tasting. Hmm. Trying it with a cracker. I like that. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I like that with the cracker. Very inviting. Where did you get this cheese at? Do you remember? Um, Aldi. Aldi. Mm-hmm. For all my lo- for all our Midwestern local... Mm-hmm. Is that just, like, a... Midwestern thing? I or think. Aldi? Aldi's. Not Aldi's. It's Aldi. I think so. I don't know. But okay. they had a whole section of um, their variety of cheeses. And it was this espresso espresso bean cheddar. And then they also had this mango habanero cheddar. Ooh. I got that one. Um, I destroyed it. It's I, fire. Mm. Yeah. I couldn't. I could not could not not eat it yeah it's not it's not one of those cheeses where i can like i'll just have one or two I'm yeah. like ooh, i'm gonna melt this on some bread i'm gonna oh, we'll have to try it we did a we did baked potatoes and i was cutting up pieces and shoving it into our baked potato yeah 
So and delicious. Austin's not a super big spicy person anyway, but he mm-hmm. was like this. No, he's not. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, he was like, this cheese is really good, but it does have a kick to it. I'm like, yeah, it's habanero. It's a little spicy. It's not sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, he was like, well, it says mango. I'm like, yeah. Oh, but well, not. I guess, yeah, you did put them. I didn't forget about mango. He's like, it did say mango on it. I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that it's. Mango just kind of like makes it so it's not, your tongue's not on yeah, fire. You're not dying from it. Not that yeah. habanero is super duper hot, but the mango will help cool it down. Yeah, that was that was really fun. But we did, we made jalapeno peppers from scratch. Yes. And it's funny because, like I said, Austin doesn't like spicy stuff. So you. You know, you cut your jalapeno and then you scrape the seeds out and shit. Mm-hmm. So I, we watched a YouTuber and they had rinsed it with really cold water before they wrapped it with their cream cheese and Colby Jack and wrapped it in bacon. And so I did half of them with the cold water and then I left the rest because I like them spicy. Mm-hmm. We put them on the rack. I made sure that one was labeled so I knew that top rack mine. is his, mm-hmm. bottom rack is mine, whatever. We pull them out and he mixes them up. God, Austin. Like he just he just spilt it on the tray, which is fine. Um, I mean, it, yeah, you don't care. Yeah, I was trying to be nice for him. I try to be, yeah, I try to be nice. He but did yeah, it to he, himself. He sure did. <laughs> but he had maybe two or three, no problem. He's like, these are really good. He got one of my spicy ones, just one. And I mean, his did face. He run to the bathroom. No, 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 no. <laughs> but we also didn't have milk in the fridge, and we didn't have. Oh, nope, we didn't have anything. Maybe. So he was just like, man, that's. That's really hot. And I was like, yep. Yeah, literally. He's like, oh, I'm just, I'm salivating. Truly. This is yeah. so gross. Yeah, I was like, dude, put your tongue back in your mouth. Like, I can't. It's on You're fire. fine. Yeah. It's a jalapeno. But he's like, oh, I just wasn't expecting it. I'm like, well, you know, you wouldn't have to worry about that if you wouldn't have fucking you mixed them together. Them up. But, oh, we got to, we love Austin. Yeah. We love us some Austin. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do for the most part. Um, well, label. that was some good cheese. I, I, I think that we did okay on our cheese break. Kelly, please don't be mad at us. Okay. I'm sorry. Be content. Guys, we're doing what we're working with what we got. Okay. A please little... go to Aldi and buy this espresso lavender bean cheese. It was good. It was good. All right. Okay. So we're fast forwarding. Couple, a couple years, right? So Where did we leave off at? In like the 80s? Yes, so ni- 1985 is when um, the last family member dies. They sell right. the home to Bill and Bobby. Right. They open up the, the 37-year-old room. They find evidence of Liddell's actual mm-hmm. death. And so now we are in 2007. Oh, really jumping forward here. Yes, so the house was cleaned up and put up for sale but they didn't really have like the signs outside that say for sale if that makes sense okay yeah like, yeah i'm sure if if you looked it up on zillow well i don't think zillow was a thing in 2007 but okay um it might have been no all right the rule rule website <laughs> if you look at if you look at the realtor's website or something they have they have the listings or whatever but mark and rebecca spencer are house hunting for their forever home and they are driving down the street where the allen house is and remains today and rebecca told mark that something felt right and she told him to stop and they are parked in front of the house and they're like wow this home is beautiful oh my goodness and mark thought that she was joking because the house appeared to be 
a way out of their price range. Yeah. I mean, the house is huge. Humongo house. But they were able to get a tour of the home, and they fell in love. Like, of instantly. Course. Of course. This uh, is giving me, like, American Horror Story m- murder house vibes where they go and tour the house, and they, like, have to get it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It, like, draws them in. Yes. Is it the spirit? So that's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm fucking sorry. God. <laughs> so they put an offer on the house, not knowing any history of it, and they won the offer. Mind mm. you, they were the only people that put an offer. Do you know how much they sold it for? I do not. Damn. I do not. I did not. I didn't see that listed anywhere. Okay. Um, it was for a buku amount of bucks. I'm sure if you read the book that Mark writes later, he may he may have posted it. Yeah. Mm. Spilling a little bit of tea, but we'll get there. So once moved in, Rebecca started getting these really weird vibes as if, you know, she was being watched or she'd get these cold chills if she walked into a certain room or just very simple things. And she was like, this is this is weird. And she'd tell Mark about it. And Mark doesn't believe in ghosts or didn't believe in ghosts. And he just assumed that it was the new home jitters. You know, Mm. no, did you ever get those? Mm. No, Um. I'm pretty sure there are spirits in my house. I see shadows out of the corner of my eye all the time. I don't usually interact. And if I do say something, I'm just like, hey, hey mm-hmm. um, mean you no harm. And if you mean us harm, please get the fuck out. Yeah. I actually posted a video, uh, TikTok, and yeah. somebody <laughs> commented and they were like, this is really off topic, but do you have a spirit in your house? And I was like, no, I'm sure. pretty sure that I do, but I've never interacted. And they were like, oh, yeah, I can see it. And I'm like, that's fucking creepy. Uh, Control Moving delete. immediately. Right. No. Um, live in my as long as y'all don't, uh, you know, fuck with us, you can live here. You probably mm-hmm. lived here well before me, so I don't get Yeah, you'll be, you'll be fine. Yeah. So I, in the home we're in right now, I never had any experiences with that. But at, at our old, the party house, I think I told you this story. Like, we were painting the kitchen, and we, there were no lights in the living room. We just had those standing lamps. Mm-hmm. And the lamp got knocked over. Oh, we're so like, that usually doesn't just happen. Yeah, we were like, all the windows are closed, so it, like, it couldn't There's be the no wind. Previews. There was no, no one was walking in there for it to like tumble yeah. over or something. So we were like, oh, that's really weird. We plugged it back in and we plugged it into a different outlet and it ended up happening like two hours later. So we were like, oh, okay. Fuck this light. Yeah, literally. So we were like, we don't need a light in the living room. We'll yeah. just use the TV. We'll just use and candles. We'll use- <laughs> Basically. You're on the big candle stick. <laughs> the candle out, bro. There's, Who's trouble, there? there's trouble afoot. <laughs> the British are coming. God. <laughs> oh, God. Stop it. <sighs> so strangers and people in the neighborhood started knocking on their front door and asking to do a, a tour of the home because, you know, we know the story of this house. Um, you know, it's crazy that you guys bought it. Like, you mind us, like, creeping through. And Mark was like, ew. Weird. Get off my Get property. Yeah. My house. So Rebecca did some research and found out what was going on. We um, had to find out from random people knocking. Yes, door. yes, literally. That's so crazy. she she did research and figured out what was going on in the house, and so she said that things started making sense. On, you know, if she walked into one room. Um, She'd get this cold sense, and you find out that's where the little kid died. Oh, or, my God. Um, yeah. That, that's where Katie was, her final breath was, or whatever. Um, so. Wow. These, Mark and Rebecca were, you know, they ran out of money buying this home and moving in or whatever. And so they decided that, you know, they wanted to renovate each room of the house. Yeah. And so they were doing it as once they had this this income, they'd renovate this room. 
And then, yeah, they did it know, like step by step. Yep, they they, yeah. they moved room to room, and so Mark had this bright idea to make some quick cash. Is they're gonna open up their home and do a, a ghost tour. I'm doing the bunny parentheses next to my face because yeah, because he he didn't care. He didn't believe in any of that. Yeah. Right, so he's just trying to capitalize off of these yeah, stupid people. And he's yeah. like, yeah, the neighbors are being nosy. I'll offer them, you know, five bucks to do a walk through my house. You want to come in and see the place? Give yep. me five bucks. They hired a little high school student to host the tours or guide the tours of the house and, like, tell little ghouly tales, some pertaining to the home, yeah. some, some that were real life, and then others were totally out of his ass. They were like, just make stuff up. So, These people are gullible. They yeah. don't believe anything. So they had, they opened it up on Halloween day. Oh, here we go. Yep. Spooky season. <laughs> Halloween day of 2007. Okay. And they had a line of over 600 people waiting. On the first day. On the first day. Jeez. First and only day. They only did it on Halloween. And they still only do it on Halloween, I believe. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so wow. The little high school boy started doing the tours, and there was one tour that was noted and said that as he's going going through one of the bedrooms, a book flew off the shelf and almost hit the boy that was giving the tour. Everyone thought it was special effects, and they're like, dude, how did you do that? That was so cool. Was it like you open the door and there's a string attached to a book? Was it something? Mm and no there was just a ghost pissed yep. off at you because you weren't telling the right story yep and the boy had turned around and was like the fear and on his face people were like oh shit that's real that's for real oh yes God. so it yeah the boy had like turned around and he was almost in tears they had freaked out like he bailed out halfway through the tour um with the first like, like 10 people he was like ah. he's like whatever y'all are paying me is not enough i'm not about to get yeah so i was like that's that's intense but they end up making enough money to renovate a couple rooms in the home and they're like dude we should do this again and so they well if they charge five dollars and they had 600 people that's what three thousand dollars right sure i don't i think that that's like three thousand dollars i'll believe whatever you say you could tell me it was 50 i'd be like yep that's a lot of money for 600 people yeah it is but yeah so they they were like, all right, you know that was enough. They had they had a lot of people. They need to like de stress. So they didn't they didn't open the doors to their home again until June of two thousand eight. So a couple months later, mm-hmm. you know whatever. But they opened it up to some paranormal investigators. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Zach Baggins, where you at? I think yeah, I think so. They came mm-hmm. to inspect the home until a branch magically hit the power line, causing them to have to reschedule. Okay, these ghosts aren't fucking around. Yeah, they these like ghosts are not fucking. These around. paranormal people got everything all set up, got everything plugged in, and then this huge tree branch falls on their power line and knocks the neighborhood. Wasted like, eight hours of work setting yeah. all that shit up in yeah. that big ass house. Uh huh. Huge. Yep. Wow. So a couple weeks later, June twenty eighth, they had come back and they they're like, we we have ways that you know if the power goes out again, we'll just use these batteries or whatever. Mm-hmm. They had. Stayed at the home for over 24 hours and caught over 40 electronic voice phenomena on tape. EVPs. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Those are so creepy. Mm-hmm. And this, just like a little fact, is in 2008, the Allen House in Arkansas, not Texas, was rated number one, the number one most haunted house in America. 
Oh my god. I mm-hmm. gotta go. I've never even heard of this. But wait, there's more. Shazam. What? Shazam. Or no, it's Shamwow. Yes, 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 Shazam. So yeah, they had they did the tour, they caught all that stuff. They were like, oh my god. Over 40 EVPs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Probably one in each room at least. Yeah. Holy yeah. Shit, 40. And they had they had caught a lot of noise or voices or whatever in Liddell's room, mm. which is, you know, she had, I don't know if she had actually died in her room because it said that she had died in the hospital six days later. She probably put herself into a coma in her yes, room. Yes. So, so she probably was brain dead in her room. Mm-hmm. So probably when um, her soul got left. Yes. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm, that's yeah. what I'm thinking in all honesty. Yeah. So anyway, we're, uh, we're now into 2009. So just a little less than a year later, Mark, the one that doesn't believe, still mm-hmm. doesn't believe, yeah. um, he had this strange urge to go up to the attic. No. Yep. Had this awfully- Dude, your fucking air just shut off right as soon as you said that and it got dead quiet in here. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. He had this, this really weird urge to go up to the attic and something told him to lift up the floorboard of near where he was standing. And he found a box hidden under the attic floor full of over 90 love letters back and forth to Liddell from another lover. Some of these were dating back to, uh, was it 1914, 18? Full body chills. Yes. Oh my God. Right. Randomly finds this, air quotes, finds this, Uh has led to it. And it's from... Yeah, it was the fucking suicide victim yep. to her lover. Dated to 1914. So people had just oh. assumed that Liddell had killed herself because, you know, she was so sad that her ex-husband died. Right, because you said that she was, like, grieving because he yes. died. Yep. Okay. Um. No, come to find out that the real reason for her suicide was her lover, no name, mm. no name, uh, had wrote written his final letter saying that you know he can't do this anymore he feels guilty um you know he's not going to leave his family to start with her or whatever so having affairs mm-hmm. they well well no because she yes because she was married to, okay okay to boyd see? see um oh my god yes so <sighs> yeah they <laughs> she killed herself over a stinky man that wasn't even hers mm-hmm. i mean t- it, hypothetically it was hers i mean they they had, but if he's married, it's not. Yeah. Yes. 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 I, I agree with that. Homewrecker. True. True. Homewrecker. But who started it? I don't know. Who, who knows? Who wrote the love letter first? Probably him, being a skeevy little man like Ooh, he is. A little dirty man. Ah, gross. You're nasty. So. Anywho. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mark sat up there in the attic and read every letter. Damn, that was probably juicy letters. Uh huh. Read every single one and then. This, this is where he believes that there's ghosts now. Well, well yeah. Nothing else yeah. before yep. that, though? Yep. Not, not the book falling off the shelf, hitting the student, not the your wife getting weird EDPs. vibes. Yeah. Not well, the branch falling. They were like, it was a perfect weather. There was no no way that, like, yeah. the wind off this huge Those ghosts branch. are pissed the fuck off that mm-hmm. that bitch sold their house, mm-hmm. and now there's other people living in it. Yes. Oh, my God. So... He, he had read all these stories, or the letters, and he decided that he was going to write a book. He's also a, a writer. I don't I don't remember if I... I mean, I mentioned that he wrote a book, but he, he has... He's like an author. He has multiple books. Yeah, he has multiple books prior to this one. But this one is called A Haunted Love Story, The Ghost of the Allen House. Ghosts of the Allen House. 
Mm-hmm. And that was published in 2012. I need to read it. So he he took a good couple of years to read everything and write this whole story and history background on yeah. Liddell and Joe Lee and Katie and all those other family members. And oh so that was just is a very intense um time for Mark and Rebecca. And so I it was just again, I'm getting American horror story murder mm-hmm. house vibes. Yes. That like crazy. I'm sure I'm sure that might have something to do with that could have been that a, show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, going on and continuing the time up to leading up to recently within the last couple of years is the house has continued to have paranormal activity and they've had multiple other shows come in and and do their do their thing. And so uh, there were also stories hosted on like the biography channel and all that stuff in regards to the the Liddell story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 2014, the family had a baby and they claimed to have gotten used to the ghosts, the ghost family. And every Halloween, they open their doors to the public to tour the ghost filled home. To this day, huh? To this day, still currently. Dang. Okay. So that they're, they're friendlies for the most part. As long as you don't fuck with them, maybe. Yeah. I mean, kind of like the Robert, the dog case, you know, you just, See no evil. Yeah. Just like don't speak poorly and I think you'll be all right. Yeah. Don't fuck with them. Just like walk right in and be like, I know you cheated. I'm saging. (laughs) No. (laughs) You whore. I mean, I always think about this like, because I've seen it in a couple movies where people don't know they're fucking dead and like they're, you know, like, oh my gosh. Is that how it is? Like, do we just have spirits like living their own life in their own little spirit realm, like in the house, like doing their thing, and then they randomly hear a noise and it's us, they, or oh my gosh, or vice versa, like like uh oh god, what's that movie? The others with Nicole Kidman. It's an older movie. It's so fucking good. The others. I think that's what it's called. I'll believe you. It's I know you believe everything I say, which <laughs> is probably not the best thing to do. I mean, I'm right a lot of the time, but I can't tell you I'm right all of the time. The others. Yes. 2001. Oh, okay. Nicole Kidman. She is devoutly religious mother of Anne and Nicholas. She moves her family to the English coast during World War II. She awaits word on her missing husband while protecting her children from a rare photosensitivity disease that causes the sun to harm them. Oh. But really, they're dead. No. Okay. It's crazy. Okay. It's crazy. I gotta go home and watch it. But yeah, like, is that how it is? Is that how it is when you die? You just like continue to like live on with your life and you maybe I'm a ghost because I am allergic to the sun. Maybe. You know, I can't go outside. You know? Um, I've seen you outside plenty of times. <laughs> yeah, but you also <laughs> see that I'm the same color as the salami. <laughs> yeah. You do you turn into a bright red piece of salami. Mm, tasty. Oh, God. Um, yeah, no, I think your grandma listens. I can't say much more. Stop it. Stop. Hey, Grammy. Anywho, gross. yeah, I'm sorry. That was the blood wine. Still. Okay. Well, if, if you guys want to give us any cheese suggestions or wine pairings, you can Please. email us at gouda.goudamurderpodcast. No. Oh my gosh. Gouda? It's gouda.murder at gouda. gmail.com. Murder at gmail.com. Yes. We're on I'm sorry. Facebook I'm at thinking about your Facebook. A Gouda Murder Podcast. I official, official. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and uh yeah we're and- missing kelly today so we <laughs> hope that you guys are still listening and haven't given up on us on this episode <laughs> stay fresh cheese bags bye